0: You know, there are times in life when somebody suggests a guest and you go, what? What?" And you open up an entire world that was unknown to you. And that happened to me recently with a friend who just DM'd me and said, would you like to talk to Omar Mualim about making uh, kayfabe? And I thought, what is that? And we're about to find out. And you are going to be amazed. First of all, welcome, Omar. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm I'm so happy, uh, first of all, that Mo reached out to you on, uh, on my behalf. And, and second of all, so happy that I get to be that guest, that, that very puzzling mystery guest <laughs> that comes along every once in a while.
0: Well, uh, first of all, uh, um, it's called Making Kayfabe, and it's available on CBC Gem this week, right? So I want to get that out there a couple of times. That's right. Okay. It's,
1: so I, I should let's start by pronouncing it Kayfabe. It's, okay. a, it's a funny word. Uh, I guess we'll probably get into what it all means in a moment, but it is kayfabe.
0: Okay, so let's start there, and it's on CBG, CBC Gem Tomorrow? That's right. It okay. premieres on CBC Gem Tomorrow. Okay, so let's start here, because it, it it's about indie pro wrestling, but it's also about a bunch of people who are moonlight wrestlers and are Canadian and doing it in neighborhoods.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's right, that's right. Um, so you know, kayfabe is this uh, old wrestling term. It is um, sort of the the commitment. To upholding the illusion that wrestling is real, Um, it used to be more of like an honor code back when wrestlers um, actually, um, you know, when when they were invested in trying to keep it uh, a secret that wrestling was was scripted. Nowadays, kayfabe is more about you know the the sort of commitment to the fakery between both the wrestlers and the audience together. Um, but it 's also this whole this whole concept of creating a wrestling gimmick and what i what I love about um, local wrestling is that the people who you know, become larger than life caricatures, uh, characters um, in the evening when they step in the ring in your local Legion Hall. Um, those people wake up the next morning and they go to their desk jobs. They go teach elementary school classes. They are policy analysts. They are mechanics. They are just the most regular people. And so I wanted to make a movie um, about the regular people that moonlight as wrestlers.
0: And so You know Kayfabe Making Kayfabe For me Was a a little bit About you And about You know Deciding what your Character was going to be Or (laughs) deciding what Your your angle was going to be So take us through that Very briefly If you could
1: Yeah Thank you So uh, yeah Like I said I wanted to make a movie About the people Who moonlight as wrestlers And why they do it And what they get out of it And I'm the kind of journalist who loves to throw himself at things, uh, at at mysteries, by actually immersing myself in them. So I thought that the best way to document this um, was to go through the transformation, the the training and the transformation of becoming a pro wrestler. Um, So I trained for three months to fight a match um, with my subjects and against my subjects. And part of that process was coming up with my own persona, my own gimmick, as they call it in wrestling. And, um, you know, there's a tradition in wrestling where you draw your, your gimmick, your, your sort of kayfabe, from uh, a part of yourself, an amplified, exaggerated part of yourself. So for me, it became very obvious that I wanted to, my, my persona to be a journalist, but not just a journalist, but like a smug, villainous, you know, elitist journalist that kind of represents that, um, you know, the 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 mainstream media enemy that is that is often targeted <laughs> by hyper conservative, you know, right wing um, uh, blowhards. So right. I became fake news Neville. That's that is my wrestling persona.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, I also think that that in the in the film, um, there's a chance to see Like the nuts Because I think a lot of people Are going to respond to this I really do But there's a lot of the nuts and bolts of it Like uh, how to fall Or how to take a fall Or how to to, uh, make an impact uh, uh, You know, throw down Without, you know, really hurting someone
1: Yeah Yeah, I mean, that's I, I think that's the thing that Um surprises people the most I get asked all the time number one question did it hurt did you get hurt um and you know really not I I didn't um I mean I had I had one injury it was a it was a silly mistake of mine I forgot to wear knee pads in training one day other than that it it's it was it felt very safe I was in great hands but I also went through the rigorous training of learning the the choreography the mechanics um, in order to do it very safely. And that's, I think, what people don't understand. Yes, there's a sense of athleticism to it, but it's so much closer to dance um, nice. than it is to, to like an athletic competitive sport. And even people who are not athletic can be fantastic pro wrestlers if they have the charisma, and more importantly, if they're able to memorize the choreography, um, which is actually what I struggled with the most.
0: Interesting, uh, making kayfabe is is, is the uh, name of the film. It's CBC Gem tomorrow. I'm talking to filmmaker uh, Omar Mualim, and I wanted to because I loved wrestling when I was a kid, and and uh, you mm-hmm. you talk about the the veil that gets you know as you grow older, you become aware of of scripting and that sort of thing. But my my least favorite wrestler when I was twelve was a man named Tor Kamada. and here's the thing that I learned as I grew in in my life. I when Tor came out, he'd have a foreign object, and Ed Whelan would go crazy on Stampede (laughs) Wrestling, and I'd get mad as hell. And then, but you know, when I got older, like I was like twenty five. I, I I looked up where Torakamata was in life, and I wanted he even though he was the villain, he became my favorite wrestler. And I don't know that you know, <laughs> I wasn't aware of the scripting or anything like that. But but if you are involved and intensely involved in wrestling, and if if you love wrestling, you are then the fact that there is a uh, something to follow. There's a there's an organized mm-hmm. way, a process, as you say, a dance it becomes less an issue and the enjoyment of the theater of it becomes the thing, right?
1: That's exactly it. And that's how kayfabe has changed over the years. You know, I talked about that honor code where, uh, you know, that wrestlers kept very, um, you know, they, they, they kept it very private. Um, you, you know, for example, in, in the 80s, you would never catch you know Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant sitting next to each other on a plane going to going to an event, um, even if they were great friends. Uh, you would never be seen uh, in a bar sitting next to to uh, a heel or a bad guy if you were a good guy, also known as a face. but that's changed. Since the the late '90s, and there's you know there's some um, there's actually a Canadian connection. It has a lot to do with Bret Hart um, and his his transfer to the WCW. And this, this this moment, known as the Montreal Screwjob, kind of broke the fourth wall, and that's when wrestling started to become more transparent. But uh, about you know about it being scripted, but also when it started to blur the lines between fact and fiction and audiences started to respond to that, trying to find out what's going on behind the scenes by the subtext of what's happening in the ring. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of how, how wonderfully complex it's become. And I think it's added a whole other layer of enjoyment to wrestling because you're not just enjoying the theater, but you're also sort of enjoying trying to figure out the decisions that that they're making, to basically the the mechanics behind the storylines.
0: So, uh, um, are there any rules? Like, I, I you know, like I, I w- when I was watching this, I wondered a million things. I wondered, like, I, I, are are you friends with any of the people that you met during this? Because it <laughs> seems like the relationship was very close. Because once you're a member of this kind of group, yeah. it's sort of like you're in, right?
1: I certainly felt like I was, like I was making friends. And that's, that's, uh, another one of the big surprises. Um, and kind of the beautiful thing that I discovered is the sense of community. You know, I, I, I can't speak for what it's like at the, in the big leagues, you know, at the, at the pro level of WWE or AEW, um, or Ring of Honor, or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure it's more cutthroat, but at the local level, it's very warm, very supportive. Um, your opponent is also your cheerleader um, and the sense of community um, that I found at least in the, the promotion that I fought for Lo- love pro, it's called love pro wrestling um, was just uh, it was really touching you know it was um, very positive very inclusive I think people will be surprised to see that they do intergender matches they will be surprised to see um, you know that that this th- this wrestling uh, promotion, is uh, is is a little bit more feminist or queer friendly. Um, it's it's not the wrestling that we we imagined, right? That that sort of like you know hyper masculine kind of toxic and raunchy um, culture. It exists in some promotions, but increasingly they're becoming much more. I think um, you know just just much more inclusive.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's. Um Anyway, I'm not going to get into that, about what it always was, but let's let's move on from that. Uh, it's CBC Gem, is it tomorrow?
1: Yes, yes, okay. it premieres tomorrow. Tonight we are having a sneak preview, uh, a, a screening of the show um, at the rec room in South Edmonton. Nice. Uh, South Edmonton Common, and it's following a wrestling match, so it's wrestling in a movie night.
0: I love it. I, I just love the culture of this. I was unaware of it. I'm thrilled that you are making people aware of it. Omar, thank you. Oh, thank you. This is a great interview. Okay, there you go. Omar Mualim making kayfabe.